Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor Vipolis, and welcome to the Players' Lounge, a podcast brought to you by Inside Carolina in partnership with Heels for Life, UNC Football's NIL Collective, created to bring together UNC football players, fans, and businesses. I'm hosting this with my former teammate, Shaquille Rashad, and today we're joined by the star of the Carolina football team, wide receiver Josh Downs. Josh, appreciate you getting on here with us. Your uncle is cornerbacks coach Dre Bly, who in his day, he was a, a two-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ in his own right. Ten reps, one-on-one. Who's winning that battle? Uh, I get asked this question a lot. I mean, but honestly, I got to give myself, like, at least I, – I respect my uncle, so I'll give him, like, like three. But, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to say but that's because I respect him, so I'm gonna give him three. That's that's all I'm gonna give him though. How many would you give him if he wasn't your uncle? Uh, <laughs> oh, I might maybe less, probably two, maybe less. I gotta give him one more just because he owns. Um... You've you've seen him play. Do you have a route that you think you would go to more often than not against him, or do you have a favorite uh, route of yours? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like I can route him up on a whip route. I de- I definitely think I can route him up on a whip route, some in that nature. Or I mean, shoot, see see what he's talking about up top. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. And speaking yeah. of like going up top, I- I'm thinking about like basketball or anything like that. Like if you had to play another sport at Carolina, what would it be, and how good are you at that sport? All right, I would honestly do track and I would be a triple jumper and a long jumper and high school I was pretty solid at both places in the state for him so and I was a sophomore after I stopped doing track so I mean I think I was definitely a pretty good triple jumper I was like 46 10 around 47 and as a sophomore and then about 22 22 8 for long jump when I was a sophomore so I was I was pretty good at those you made the switch to football full-time at some point in in your high school career when was the first time that you remember thinking that you were like that in football and that the NFL was a, a realistic possibility for you? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say like, oh, that's, that was probably two separate times. Like the first time I was like, uh, dang, I'm, I, maybe I am like that is uh, in high school. I definitely thought I was good. And then I went to the all American bowl and I was like, okay, I might. And then I was like, I was doing well at the event. So I was like, okay, I might actually, I was like, I might be making some shake here. And then um, freshman year at the Orange Bowl game, when I caught uh, a few of those passes, then I was like, okay, I can actually, I can do this on this level too. I was like, nah, now we might be cooking more. So it was like two separate occasions, but 
Um, those, those two really stick out to me. That's cool. And one of my favorite questions to ask people, especially after seeing them play for a couple of years and kind of their game, like when you were growing up, was there any receivers that you watched a lot and you, you one were a fan of, and two, was there anyone you were modeling your game after or even picking pieces from different people? Um, I definitely say I was, I was watching Odell and Jarvis manager a lot when they played at LSU. That was a real deal dynamic duo that I love watching. Um, and then nowadays, I mean, I look at guys like, I mean, when, when KJ Hamler was in college, I watched him a lot, uh, Jalen Waddle as well. But I say uh, now in the league, I mean, I like Devontae, uh, <clears throat> Devontae Adams, um, Keenan Allen. I like guys like that. Like, I mean, everybody going to watch Tyreek Hill. But just a mix of the different guys, see what moves they use, and uh, pretty much pick up that. I mean, Odell's – I'm always watching Odell too, so. And one more question I, I was curious about. I feel like I've seen some tweets and stuff back and forth every now and then, maybe like comments on it, like something somewhere. Like you ever watch Switz play? Like mm-hmm. obviously like it's an easy line to draw, like similar position, both playing in the slot, both at Chapel Hill. But like, do you ever watch him play? And like, let me take some stuff from this guy's game. Cause let me tell you, there's a lot of film. I'm glad never got out of me trying to cover Switz in practice. <laughs> and I look at, I, I look at you and I say the same thing. Like, thank God I never had to see this guy in practice. Yeah. No, no, definitely. When I was a, when I was uh, growing up, Switz was definitely a guy that I was like, uh, I was very like, he, he was real nice. Um, watching Carolina play, you knew you knew Ryan Switz was playing, so that that was the first name that came to mind. So I mean, him him just being here sometimes in the off season as well helped me a lot. I mean, I watched watched lots of tape with him, went on the field with him, worked. So just just having him in my corner as well is just a big thing. Also, and he's he, he's a pro himself, so he can tell me what he's already done, what he's been through, and what he knows. So uh, it's good having him as a big brother and uh, good knowledge. When we watch you on Saturdays, people see this like ultra confident receiver when you step on the field, but to make you more human and more relatable, what's one thing you're not good at? Like Shaq isn't good at cooking. I'm not oh. good at singing. Make, make yourself a little more relatable right now. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I probably, I'm, I'm probably not the best dancer and I'm, I'm not ever. <laughs> I, I definitely might say that that's one thing I'm not that good at. So are we keeping up with your gritty in the end zone? Nah, I, I can definitely hit the gritty now, but nah, I, I ain't no real dancer though. But I, I can do the gritty. That's something I probably I probably do something that good. As a as a reward for this podcast, the next touchdown you score, can we get the gritty? Oh uh, yeah, just, just a I, little I gritty. I, I gotta remember, but I'll do it. Though. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do so it. now the now the fans listening to this podcast are looking forward. They're always looking forward to the next touchdown you score, but now. Yeah. They have the the bonus feature of if you remember to hit the gritty, it's because I know. Of so, yeah, facts. So I'm I'm a whole, I'm a stick to it. I'm a stick to it. That's great, man. Um, taking it back a little bit before you were scoring touchdowns in Chapel Hill, four star recruit, top 100 player in the class. You're an All American. Um, what? Why did you end up in Chapel Hill, or how did you end up in Chapel? Hill? Like, what was it about UNC that made you say like that's a spot for me? That's home. Let's go do something special. Um, I'd honestly say um. When uh, Mac Brown got hired, and then when Dre Bly got hired, it was like a um, it was like a two way thing. Like they they definitely um opened the door for me to go to Chapel Hill, and it uh it just opened my eyes. I mean, I I went on a visit, and uh my uncle just kept telling me, just give us one visit, give us one visit. So I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do it. So I went there, went to a basketball game, talked to all the coaches, I loved it, and I went back in the same week. So I went two times in the same week, and it was just like. Like, I just had a feeling. I had a feeling like I never went to another school before, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely home. And then I knew Sam Howe was there, and he was a great quarterback, and I uh, get to play a few years with him. So I was definitely excited about that as well. So 
um, a mix of those three things. And I just felt like God was telling me that was my home. So um, stuck to it, committed early, and then stayed with it. Yeah, you committed early, like you just mentioned. You never wavered. What was Mac Brown and Phil Longo's reaction when you told them you were committing? Because I have to imagine having you be like the prize of that class was was something that really, you know, brought them so much joy. No, it was uh, it was definitely just um, excitement all around when I committed. I mean, I felt like I had finally found a family, and then I mean, they were they were really high on me. Um, a lot of other a lot of other teams may have been like worried about my size and stuff, but. They were always with me through thinking thin. Coach Galloway was to always telling me, you're my guy. I, I need you, like, out of all the slots. Like, I need you um, the most out of all the receivers. So um, he was telling me that over and over again. And, I mean, he, he stood by that. So uh, having Carolina was just – it was a different feel. And, I mean, it's, it's still like that to this day. They, they stuck by their word and they're, they're a real coaching staff. That's cool, man. And, and I don't want to make it seem like the recruiting process was all sunshine and rainbows here. Um, dad played at NC State. I imagine there was a little bit of friction there. What was that like? How the staff, how did you, how did everyone win him over and make him realize that there was, um, you know, there was some sunshine down the road and a, a nice shade of blue waiting on you? Yeah, so that's that's funny because when I was a kid, my dad and um, Uncle Dre always used to argue about uh, <laughs> NC State and Carolina. So I was always on the NC State side. So I always was an NC State fan because my dad played for them and stuff like that. So um, when I got older, and it came down to those two. Like, it really did come down to, to those two in my recruitment. So it was, um, it was just I just felt like I had a better a better opportunity at Carolina, and um, it was a better fit for me. Uh, my dad was a little sad at first. Yeah. Um, he never told me this. My mom told me, but like she was like, "Yeah, your dad was definitely a little sad at first. Um, but then he realized like, um, there wasn't a better there wasn't a better option for me. So then he eventually was just like, he's happy for me. And now I mean, he 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 gonna cheer for Carolina nowadays because he he got to. So, cool. I mean, we I think we won him over by now. Yeah. Is he wearing yep. Carolina blue on game days? Ah, uh, I can't even say I can't say he does. He he. One, one time I I think I accidentally said that he he got he was like you can't be telling people I wear Carolina <laughs> blue. He's like I he's like, I only got like one or two shirts. Like he's like not not a lot, but yeah. Yeah, a little so, time out here. I saw you just slid the cup over. Was that a Nick Saban like nil deal type thing? Uh, you need to plug something. I was about to take a sip. And I was like, Wait. I, can't, I, was, I, I, was, I don't want energy. I can't. <laughs> when we look at your offer list from your recruitment, you have schools, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. How important was it for you when you choose Carolina to kind of create your own path and be a part of turning a program around like you've done going to an Orange Bowl and like what you guys are doing this season? Uh, I feel like it was just more of a um... – I'm not just trying to – I wasn't just looking at the name of a school. I was really looking at the opportunity and what the future may hold. So um, just taking a different path than a lot of a lot of the other top recruits. Um, just a few of us did here. So it was just like, let's just try to – let's make something special. And, I mean, we can we can be the guys to do it because we were uh, – a few of us were highly ranked, like Miles, Mur Miles Murphy, Dez, um, a, few, a few guys like that. I mean, Sam, he's in that too. So just guys like that believing – um that we can make a change here so and I mean I feel like we're doing that right now um and it just it was just not following the crowd for me I was like I mean some of these schools just weren't a fit for me so it was like I gotta go around where I'm feel like I'm needed and wanted the most what was the adjustment from high school to college like for you um it wasn't I mean it wasn't too hard I'd say uh I felt like it the speed of the game sped up a little bit some people were stronger and um, a little, uh, definitely smarter. So 
um, those three things were the main thing. And um, but I I feel like I adjusted pretty well to it. And um, I felt like from the jump I was I was working hard. And I mean I I got blessed and just uh, was was able to get on the field my freshman year, and um, show what I could show glimpses of what I could do. So um, I feel like I adjusted well. For the most yeah. part, whether it's on the field or in the weight room, everybody has like a, a welcome to college type moment where you start to realize things are different and you can't get away with some of the things you were able to get away with in high school. Do you have one that kind of sticks out to you your freshman year when you first got on campus? Oh, yeah. I got hit by Kyle Hamilton when we played Notre Dame. And I got my lights. I got shook. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I ain't never felt nothing like that before. And it was just like... <laughs> I was like, dang, but I probably, like, knock on wood, I'll probably never take a hit harder than that again. But that was just like, I was like, whoa. And that was probably like my my second time getting tackled in college. So I'm like, yo, this, I'm like, it's different. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, he, that was that was a definitely a way, welcome to college football moment. And could you talk a little more, like, if you have any other stories about, like, those welcome to college, welcome to college football hits for, like, the young guys now? Because one of the things that I don't think people appreciate enough is that with, um, the COVID years and everything else, like you're getting 60 years, 50 years, six or 60 years seniors and everything. I remember the first time I got hit by a 23 year old when I was 17. I can't imagine being 17, 18 years old and some 26 year old dude with a family and like a a, a timeshare in South Florida hits me. And like, <laughs> whoa, like this is a real grown man that I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's definitely different. I mean, there is a bunch of teams with a bunch of six years, seniors, a bunch of old cats, but. And I, mean, I feel like it makes it harder to adjust now because you're going against definitely an older group of guys. Like, usually it's four-year seniors, something like that. But now you're playing against, like, six-year dudes, like, 23, 22 years old, real old. So, um, I feel like it's, it is it is harder to adjust with that. But um, I feel like you just you just, you just got to get it done. It'll get, it may take a little longer, but you'll get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. speaking about that, like, adjustment period, you talked a little about your freshman year, but, like, what was that time period like where you come in and you may not be starting immediately, may not be playing as much as you wanted immediately, but you know, you can contribute. Like, what did it look like to keep your head down grind? Like, what were you telling yourself to make sure you kind of kept the main thing, the main thing? Uh, yeah, I was just like every day. I, I mean, I talked to coach Galloway a few times that year. Cause I mean, I definitely was a little discouraged um, at times cause I wasn't playing, but he was just telling me just, just keep working at practice. He's like, um, cause when Daz leaves, it's yours. So He's like, you just you just gotta show up every day at practice, be ready to play um when it's your time to go in. And then um when your opportunity comes, take advantage of it. And um I played like here and there sometimes, like just like two, three plays a game, nothing crazy, but I mean just still getting a glimpse of what it may be. So and then last game of the season, um a few of them opted out and I got an opportunity to play. And um God was great that game and I made a few plays. So um yeah, then it then I felt like it just uh I felt like I was okay. I, I'm I'm here now. That's what I felt like. I'm here now. So uh, I feel like yeah. What was the build up to that Orange Bowl game like? And were you at all surprised with what you did out there? You know, two touchdowns, 91 yards, kind of that welcome to college football moment for you. Yeah. It was, so like the during the week, Javante, like Mike and Deami opted out, and then Javante opted out late. So it was just like. Coach was like, whoa, like, we we missing all our weapons now. So, Coach Longo came up. Like, I did, then next day I went to practice. There was a new package in, and I was the new package. So, we was running this package a lot in practice. And Coach Longo came up to me one day. He was like, um, he's like, you're, you're, he's like, you're, 
you're definitely in the game plan this week. Like you're 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 a big part of the game plan. So he's like, I need you to come up big. And it's just like I went from being like not barely playing at all to like you got to make plays this game. So it's like, and I told my mom and dad, and I was like, I really think I'm about to play a lot. So it was like just be ready. And then um, it I, it was a little like I was a little nervous that week. I ain't gonna lie because I was like first game like I'm gonna be a big role in Texas A&M number five in the country. I was like, all right, I'm like. It's gonna make or break me. I'm like, I'm like, pressure either makes you fold or it makes a diamond. So I was like, I just gotta go out there and uh, do what I can do. And I went out there and made some plays. So, you know, I'm I'm in a tough spot with the media because I have to be objective. Uh, but Carolina is also the program I played for. I, I love Carolina. At the Orange Bowl, there's a there's a strict no cheering in the press box rule. Mm-hmm. And when you're running deep. I'm I'm like mumbling under my breath. He's open. He's open. Throw it. Throw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, bro. I feel you, man. Oh, that's funny. I, I mean, and going back to that game and just staying on it here, like like you said, you were patient before. You hadn't been a big part of any game plans, and you said you're a little bit like nervous leading up to it. those. Good. That's good nerves, right? You're supposed to have it. But like, at what point in the game did the nerves turn into? or maybe after game, like, did it turn into, oh, yeah, like, I'm here, I can do this, and not only can I compete on this level, like, I'm better than these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, during the game, I mean, I started getting in the rhythm, and I was like, it, it, I felt like I was in high school again. Like, I was I was like, yeah, like, coach, uh, let me, if you give me this route, I'm, I'm going to make a play, like, just trust me. And I, I was getting back into that mode, and then, like, like the, the long touchdown, I, I told Coach Longo, I was like, hey, motion me out the backfield, and I'm going to run a two-fade. And I'm, I was like, it's going to be wide open. And he trusted me, and he called it. It ended up being like a they, – they ended up running like a bracket double team. So I ran like a post, but it, I got flipped around by Sam. I still remember that, John, like it was yesterday. But um, that then then he was like, okay, like – I felt like Coach Longo trusted me in that point. And he was like, okay, I, I can I can definitely trust him a little bit. So I feel like then – I mean, next year when we played VT, I had a pretty solid game. So I was like, yeah, I feel like – um, I can just keep stacking, just keep getting better each and every week. That's all I focused on. Um, and I mean, I feel like I've been doing that since I was a kid and it's just helped me to this day. And has that trust continued to grow? Cause like, I'm not a lip reader. I, there's a whole lot of things I'm not, but I know when I'm watching the Duke game and you make a catch and you look at the sideline and you're, and I can see your home. Room, I'm like, he wants the ball again. He wants the ball <laughs> again. I, I know what he's saying right now. I, I know what he's saying, but has that trust continued to build and like, what do those conversations look like now with y'all? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has. I've been I've been with Coach Longo for like three years now, but it's uh it's just mainly just he just asked me what plays I like in the book. Um, I'm just communicating with what I what I think can work and then what he thinks can work, and then we just uh as an offense too, like everybody does it, and we just come together and we make a game plan. But I feel like yeah, me and Coach Longo, we uh we trust each other a lot, and I mean, I can't I couldn't ask for a better OC. I mean, he's called great games. He's he's definitely put me in a great position to make plays a lot of the time. So I mean. Um, can't complain about him. And Coach Galloway's in there too. I mean, I, I trust him like no other. He trusts me. So it's like a, it's like family. That's that so 20, cool. Yeah, that is, that is really cool to see that you do have the power to kind of suggest plays and suggest routes and that the coaches at the same time trust you with what you're saying and what you're seeing out there. And 2021, you, you set program records with 101 catches, 1,335 receiving yards, 
It's over 100 yards more than the next closest guy being Hakeem Nix. What does that mean to you to kind of cement yourself at the top of the record books at a school with the history of receivers that UNC has had? Hakeem Nix, you know, we mentioned Switzer, Quinshaw Davis, Mac Collins, Mm -hmm. Ebron. Like, there's never been a receiver that has had the season that you had. Nah, it's really a blessing, as I said. Like, um, I didn't really realize, like, like the the maybe the season I had last year, because I mean, of course, like in the moment you're gonna be like, I could have done this better, could have done this better, and it's just like, like my uncle would just come up to me sometimes and be like, bro, like you had a hundred catches, bro, like that's not normal, and like I'll just have to like just and like Gallo would say that to me too, and I'll just be like, yeah, like okay, maybe like maybe that is true, and it's just like like Hakeem Nix was a was a great pro, I mean, so it's just like, dang, I'm like I'm up, I could be up there with him, like man, I'm like that that's crazy, so. It just it just hit me more at the after, like at the end of the season, and I was just like, um, dang, like maybe like, it's a possibility I can be really good at this game. So I was just like, let me stick to it. Yeah. Eight catches, eight or more catches in eleven of the thirteen games, and you had a streak of scoring a touchdown in in eight straight games. I know yeah. I know people who would kill for half that production. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel you. I feel you. And with all that production, like it's got to be fun to go back and watch games. But let's say, um, you know, however many months from now you get a call and an agent or someone is like, you know, I got a scout. He wants to watch a game. He's going to watch one game all the way through. Which one we point him to? What are you saying? Like, what's the game where you're like, that's the best I've ever played? So Uh, far, far, your best days are ahead of you. Yeah, I'd definitely say Virginia last year. I'd say you can flip on that tape. Um, watched a little bit, and I mean, I, I I could maybe say Duke last weekend. I was like, turn on that. I mean, I made some I made some big plays that game. So uh, just yeah, I'd say those two games. Like flip those on, you gonna see some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned the Virginia game last year. Eight catches, two hundred and three yards. After that, you you had to know that you know your life was gonna change and with how defenses were adjusting to you, you know, the double teams are going to come, the bracket coverage is going to come. Do you ever get frustrated when you do take up so much of that attention? Um, no, I don't, I don't really get frustrated as much. Um, cause I know I t- like Galloway tells me all the time, like you go, you go, you're going to take three people. Like you're going to get a few people's eyes every time you go in motion or every time you run across the field. So sometimes I just, I just got to do it. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I agree. So I'll do it. And I mean, um, it'll, it'll help my teammates make plays. And I mean, like getting Anton Green one-on-one coverage is like, okay, we're stealing at this point. So helping him out, I mean, he helps me out too. And then J.J. Jones can make plays as well. So I feel like just um, those guys being outside of me too, like they're going to make plays also. So I feel like they might start in a double team, but then they're going to be like, all right, well, we got we got this dude over here that's making some shakes. So we, we got to get out of this. And then it opens up stuff for me as well. So uh, we all work together as a group to get each other better. And when did that conversation happen? Like, at what point did you go from I'm a really productive player to like, I'm going to start getting doubles. And then from there, like, how does that conversation happen? You're like, I need to start playing outside. some. I got to start going in motion. Some. I got to start getting in the backfield, maybe some of that orbit motion. I got to do stuff to make this defense not be able to know where I'm at and be able to set two over there and everything. What was that process like? And like, how do you prepare for it? Because now you're not just learning one position. Like, you got to go to the X sometimes. You got to go to the in the slot sometimes. You're doing all this different stuff. What was that conversation like? And then how do you prepare for it? Uh, it was just, I mean, well, everybody was like, yeah, you, uh, Galloway just, Coach Galloway came up to me like early last season. He was like, be- probably before the season started fall camp. He's like, he's like, if you do what you, what I think you'll do, you'll, you'll start getting double team. Like, 
probably like game three or four. So like he was like, sometimes like you may you're gonna be, be getting double teams, so you may have to like not be the look. And I was just like, okay, but um, then it was just based off like, all right, how we gonna how we gonna get you out of this bracket? How we gonna get you out of this double team? And that's where Coach Longo comes in and just um, just helps me and Coach Galloway too, and all the coaches on the staff. So um, it's I mean I wouldn't say it was a set date or anything. It was just like all right, like we're seeing it on tape now, so like let's do something about it. And then after last season, uh, I feel like I just needed to kind of just like show I could do more. So I was like, um, I played outside in high school a lot. So I was like, I mean, I can still play outside in college. I was like, I just gotta. Just like, just let me do it. Let me let me go out there and play. And uh, they they trusted me. And they're like, okay, go make you can go out there and play. So, um, just being able to play outside, uh, it's it's a privilege too. Because then like Kobe Pixar comes in and makes makes big plays. So, um, we got a lot of guys that can do stuff. And I mean, um, just moving around different spots just gets everybody different opportunities. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let me just say, as a defensive guy, I hate that. You know, if, if we're going into a day with a game plan, we're going in with a game plan. I know where you're supposed to be standing. You know, I just want you to stand there. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm a just stand there so we can double team you. But no, yeah. as a UNC guy, I'm happy that you're doing that to get open. Yeah, I appreciate you. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the the reason the double teams have come your way is you have a 93.6 pro football focus grade when single covered. I saw that stat on Twitter today. Leads all power five wide receivers. Can you put us in your shoes? Because I, I played wide receiver. I I never had it look as easy as you do. What's it like when you get in that rhythm of getting open? Uh, I feel like I was just always uh just like kind of just – blessed with a knack for getting open like I feel like I just like always just want to I just don't like being near people when when the ball could be in the air so um I say when it's one-on-one coverage it's just like all right it's it's me versus you so at the end of the day whoever wins this rep is better that's how I look at it and it's like I'm not I'm not gonna lose I don't like losing it sticks with me so I definitely don't like losing so um just just going up there and then using different arsenal moves I worked on and uh just just seeing which one will work which one may not work and then looking at leverage, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff you got to look at as, as a receiver. It's hard to explain. You know, I mean, you played it, so you know how it goes. But just um, like a lot of film work, too. Just being in being in the tape room, seeing what you're getting before the game. And then when you go out there seeing it, it definitely helps you because you're like, OK, I already thought I was I was go- I already thought I was going to do this move this week. And now it, here's the opportunity to do it. So you already have it in the back of your head, stuff like that. So um, just just a lot of things put together. Yeah, and it's it's my job to talk about this team and. Even I struggle at times to verbalize just how good you are at receiver. And it's just like, I just default to just saying league him. That, that's just <laughs> kind of my, my default. But how would you put into words 
what makes you such a great receiver? Um, I feel like uh, first off, I feel like I got um some of the best hands in the country. Like I feel like I've I've showed that, and then I mean I feel like my route running is very good, and uh, I feel like my quickness and short area change of pace is uh elite. And I've I've worked on that a lot with my dad, my trainers. So um, got to give credit to them there. Um, so I feel like. Just a couple of things, like those things put together. And then um, I think I'm an intelligent football player. I'm a coach's son. So uh, my whole life it's been like I've been learning about this game. So it's not – I don't feel like it's anything new to me and a lot of stuff. I mean, of course, there's always – like there's always stuff to learn in football. But um, I feel like I, I can pick up on it fast and understand it well. So I feel like um, all those things put together. Um, and then I can – I feel like I can play a lot of places. Like some people may not be able to play in the slot. Some people not be, may be able to play outside. Some people might not be able to make plays at the backfield, but I feel like I can do pretty much all of those. Um, so it's just uh, wherever you line me up, give me a route. I'm going to do it. That's awesome. And, and yeah. hearing all that gets me excited, man, because it's a dream like you have your entire life. Like every kid <laughs> out there on that field, every every guy out there like had that dream their entire life. And at this point, like you're starting to see your name mentioned early, right, with, with the, the guys that are in college football and, and what's available. People start to look ahead to next year and everything um not trying to ask you like going coming like none of that but the question is like how does it feel to have your name starting mentioned in the conversation that the first time you picked up a football you're like I want to be a part of that and all of a sudden mm-hmm. your name's towards the top of that list like what is that feeling because a lot of people live their entire life without getting anywhere near the dream they had and it's like you're starting to sniff it a little bit like what does that feel mm-hmm. like Nah, it's honestly like like just you saying that gives me chills. Like, um, it's it's just it's incredible. It's a miracle and a blessing, man. I mean, I just think about it all the time. Like sometimes I'll just have to really sit back and look. Like, like what what would the little kid version of you think? And I'm like, if I was like, man, I'm like, I think I'm a superhero or something like that. So it's like you just got to look at like what what you wanted in the past and see where you are now. And I feel like I've uh I'm definitely going in that direction. And um, I mean, hopefully I can uh, keep going in that direction. So. Um, feel like it's just it's like shocking at a time when you when you really sit back and look at it it's like okay like you truly are blessed you truly have a lot um, to be thankful for and it's just like um, I can't complain I'm like I mean I just got to go in every day and work and uh, things go my way thank you things don't go my way still thank you so it is it is what it is just a blessing to be here yeah and and you're one of the many guys on this UNC team that's is really fun to watch because you can tell you love football and like people that love football, you can see it when they're playing football. Like I mentioned earlier, you see your head moving a little bit and like talking and stuff. You get a little chippy out there. You talking trash. Like I, I don't need to know the exact quotes. We'll leave that out. But like, yeah. what kind of player are you out there on the field? You talking to your guys, their guys, both. Uh, it's just, um, I'm really not even like, like usually it starts with the other team saying something to me. So yeah. a lot of times they'll just, say something slick and I'm like all right like it'll just be like okay I didn't I didn't start this they they started talking so then then it'll just be a little a little little back and forth sometimes back and forth dialogue but I'm um, definitely talking to my guys more than them um trying to just communicate on plays and stuff and see what we did right that play wrong that play figure stuff out but um I mean I feel like in those big moments it's just like all right it's me versus you and then whoever makes that play I feel like you got a right to just be like yeah made that like yeah. I'm one up on you. I'm one up. So it's like then it's like, okay, we like you it's, it's a competition inside of a competition. So yeah. I'm just I just like I like competing and I feel like when I'm when I'm out there, it's just like that's that's the ultimate com- competition right there. You just you versus another man all game. So 
Yeah, that mentality reminds me of Mac Hollins. Like I remember being on the sideline one time and Mac telling the it was like third and six. And Mac told the corner what route he was running. He goes, I'm running this route and the ball's coming here. And he ran like a nine-step comeback that he just told him and caught it, throws the ball at him. He's like, I told you, like, I'm up one. All right, let's go again. I'm like, that's yeah. gotta be the most demoralizing thing in the world. <laughs> I can't imagine as a defender, right? Because I'm like, all right, he told me his route and he did it. When he tells me the next one, do I believe him? Like, yeah, exactly. if I, like what am I doing next? <laughs> nah, for sure. I know how that goes. That yes. That's funny. Yeah. Speak, speaking of the mic'd up, one time I had Mac mic'd up for a spring game. And I would say I'm I have like headphones in. I'm holding the camera. I'm listening to him the entire time. I would say I used maybe five percent of the audio. He was just talking <laughs> bad to everybody. I was like, I can't use any of this on a school uh a school provided video i was like i don't know what he thinks i'm going to be able to do with this but i i can't use any of it what do you side question drake may he hardly ever overthrows you but how do you feel when he does overthrow you and then the db is celebrating and the db really doesn't even do much that's that's probably my biggest pet peeve in college football Nah, that nah. I'm not even mad at Drake. I'm mad at the DB because I'm like, bro, you know you was beat. Like, <laughs> like, we don't even need to have this conversation right now. Like, you know you was beat, so we just believe it at that. And then, I mean, yeah, just go from there. Speaking of Drake, you you go from Sam Howell to Drake May, and I remember in the off season, Carolina fans were pretty unsure what they had at the quarterback position, but you were never worried about that transition. What did mm-hmm. you see in Drake at the time that gave you the confidence in him? <laughs> Uh, I knew Drake was a competitor at the end of the day, similar to Sam. So I was like, and then um, my cousin played with him in high school, and he told me he was like that. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I know. I know he's good, and my, and my own people say he's good. And then I threw with him a few times before he got here and then when he got here, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's he definitely is that. So um, I was just – I was happy to be able to play with him. And, I mean, see him grow like this is just – I mean, it's what I expected. I mean, he's 6-1, and one, and, I mean, he – I mean, I, I expect to win every game with him, so – just uh, having him in my corner is crazy, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and and you said you you hear from your cousin, you go out and you throw with him. You hear you're, you're watching him, you're seeing him when he gets to campus and everything, and you knew he was a good player, competitor. But did you know that he was top six in QBR, number one in t- touchdowns, and starting to get highs and buzz? Like, did you know he was going to be that good? Uh, I mean, I can't say no. I mean, it's just like okay. <laughs> He like I I knew Drake was gonna be one of the best in college football like 100 I knew this yeah. so it's like to see him do this it's like like we like we knew Draco was like that we call him Draco it was like we knew he was like that and he's he's just showing people now such a cool nickname yeah, Shaq yeah. doesn't really lend itself to a, a cool nickname like that <laughs> Shaq nah Shaq is nice though Shaq <laughs> Hall, no do you do you like the Drake and Josh references. And uh, that I mean Drake and Josh are great shows so I feel like great show great. Great duo. So, man, similar. And another player you had mentioned earlier, another teammate of yours. What has it been like for you to see Antoine Green emerge as a big time receiver opposite of you, knowing, you know, what he's been through with injuries and everything that he's kind of had to deal with? I mean, it's incredible. I mean, uh, Antoine, I mean, he's so strong in his faith. Like even when he got hurt, he was always he was always there mentally and always happy always just happy to be there. And I mean, I know he put in the work to get back and seeing him really just ball out is just, it's great. Cause I mean, everybody knows he had it in him. Um, it was just a matter of time. So, I mean, he's showing it this year that he's one of the best in the country. And I mean, I couldn't ask for anybody better. 
to play with next to me and on the other side of me sometimes. I, know, I always know he'll get open. And, I mean, we, we always chop it up about different plays. Like, you ride him up on this, you ride him up on that. And, I mean, I know AG is like that. So, uh, he's like a brother to me. And, and all that, everything, offense, defense, everything, has brought you to a point that now you guys are 6-1, and one, undefeated in the ACC, 4-0 on the road. What's been the difference this year versus other years? Um, I'd say we just – we finished games. Uh, like, we finished that Duke game, the Miami game. And the App State game, even Georgia State, too, it's just like we, we finished games that we needed to finish in those crunch times, like a lot of the times in the past. Those close games went the other way, and it's just like, dang, just as easily as you as we were like three and three, we, we six and one now because we finished those games. So it's like um like that that trend, I, I mean, it's, it's going to continue by the work we put in. So um we, we need to keep finishing games like that. Against Duke, that, that one-minute offense was electric before the first half ends at the end of the game. I was more worried at the end of the game about you guys leaving too much time on the on the on the scoreboard rather than you guys just scoring in general, which kind of just speaks to the overall confidence that I think the media and the fan base has in your offense. What's the least amount of time you guys can have on the clock to be confident that you can go down and score? I mean, I think like we had like what twenty seconds versus B team. We got a field goal. I ain't gonna cap. I was like. Like, I'm thinking he's just going to – Coach Longo is just going to call a knee. I'm like, it ain't no way we can go out here and run some plays. And we did. And we got a field goal. I was like, okay. I'm like, dang. I'm like, that shocked me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, we did just do that. So, I mean, I can't even have a set time now. It's like we can make plays anywhere because it's, it's a lot of weapons and then you got a great general back there, quarterback. I love stuff like that. Like, as a player, I used to get so excited when they call calls that I'm like – I remember being in games and being like – hearing a call come in and being like, the fans are going to be pissed about it. And I love this. Like, I love the coaches called this because it tells me he believes in me. Like, yeah. going up there and, and coach not taking a knee there, like, as a player, at least personally, I'd be like, this guy believes in us. Like, he thinks we can go down. Yeah. And For me on defense, it was like, game on the line. Like, we're going blitz zero. Let's roll. And I'm like, this guy believes in us. He believes in our DBs. He thinks we're going to get home quick and get this thing off. So, I love it. I sit at home and I'm like, let's go. Like, put more yeah. trust in you guys. I have faith in them, too. Yeah, for sure. I know how I go. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, it's kind of similar to uh, the 2015 team. I see a lot of comparisons to to that team and are a lot of similarities between that 2015 UNC team and this one, where it was like that, that Duke game, Shaq, that we played in, I think there was like 19 seconds left before the half, and uh, Coach Rattrell sends the offense out there, and we're like, just throw it up to Bug. Bug is going <laughs> to be there somewhere, and we scored in like 18 seconds. Um but yeah, it's 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 also pretty similar to like when you watch the NFL and it's like you can't leave any time on the clock for guys like Josh Allen or guys mm-hmm. like um Patrick Mahomes because if if 16 seconds, too much time. You're you yeah. they're going to go down and and they're going to score. So I I do see a lot of similarities in your guys offense when you have a top 5 wide receiver in yourself and you have a top 5 quarterback in Drake May. And like you mentioned, I, I think Antoine Green is probably one of the most underrated players, not just at receiver, but just in this country for for what he can do at the position. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so kind of landing the plane here, we'll let you go. But one of the things we were kind of talking about me and Vit before this, like you're here in partnership with Heels for Life. Um, you got joshdownshop.com, deals with Noble, Cherry Bundy, NFT, like how has your life and your college experience changed since July 1 of last year when NIL became became real? Uh, I feel like it's just opened up um, more opportunities. Um, 
with a lot of brands and just to grow my own image. So um, I feel like just working with Noble is in itself just a, like a crazy offer, crazy blessing. I mean, I love working with them. They they send me so much gear. Like I could probably wear Noble for the rest of the year. And it's just like, I'm thankful for that. And I mean, just those other partnerships, it's just allowed um, me to have more room like financially and just pay, like just buy meals easier, just have food whenever I need it and not, I have to like, ah, uh, I don't feel like eating at the cafeteria today because it's not good. But I was like, all right, I mean, I, it's straight. I'll just go get some food this time. So I feel like NIL has been, been good to a lot of people. And I mean, I hope it keeps growing because, I mean, it's a lot a lot of opportunities out there for everyone. Yeah. Do you need to slide your Chick-fil-A cup back over? Please take a minute if you need to yeah, do I, that. I, I have a right here. Anybody you want to plug right now? Eat more chicken. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> but if they're not paying for that, we we, we will beep that out. that's great man josh appreciate your time man everyone listening like i mentioned this is through heels for life so please go check out the website check out joshdownshop.com there's also some other guys up there check out what they're doing nil really is a special thing you're helping us do stuff like this you're helping guys be able to go out and like josh said have a little bit of financial freedom so appreciate you both josh and everyone listening and tune in next time and don't forget to gritty Yeah, I will. I'll definitely gritty. (laughs) What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.